So anyways, do you see the video for that? Anyway, oh, I'll yeah. save this the, for the video the for that. The video for that is great. I love it, yeah. Yeah, but they're basically just doing the Beatles. They're yeah. pretending like, because they just have like all these screaming girls, but it's just Devo and their dumb jumpsuits. Are we, are we recording? Because I've got, I've got stories, dude. No, 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 no. Let's save it. I'm just excited all to right. talk about it that all I'm right. even starting to do the stories. So okay. uh, let me know when you're, I'm, count me in. I'm rolling, dude. Okay, hey, welcome, 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 everyone. Uh, this is Comedy History 101. I am Harmon Leon, and with me is... I am Scott Colonico, humanoid. <laughs> and there's probably a darn good reason that you use that sort of futuristic uh, uh, robot voice. Is uh, And I have a question for our podcast listeners. Um, are, are we not Comedy History 101? We are Devo. Ah, and yes. that's a reference to uh, our topic today, which is we're going to talk about uh, the history, the comedy history of the band Devo. And when I say Devo, what, what, what do you think of the band uh, Devo when I, when, I, when I mention that name? What me, comes to mind? Are, are you asking me, or is this the podcasting audience? Well, they only can uh, they only can respond by putting their comments below the phone. Oh, that's right. Yes, or tweeting <laughs> or tweeting at us. Um, when it comes, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. First thing that comes to my mind are, are yellow jumpsuits. Exactly. And so let's explain a little bit for those who might not know Devo, uh, and why it is relevant right now is uh, um, um, Devo founder Mark Mother Boss. He has a art show at NYU right now at Gray Gallery called. Um, Myopia, um, and he is one of the co-founders of Devo, which were a Akron, Ohio kind of post-punk art band who were pretty fucking funny. Devo is a band. They started in Akron, Ohio in 1973. It was founded by uh, Mark Mothersbaugh and Jerry Casile. And they were art students at Kent State. And how the two met, they were both kind of like, you know, the freaky art dudes. Mark Mothersbaugh, he would go around campus putting up these uh, stickers of astronauts holding potatoes. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. it was discovered by Jerry Carseal, uh And he, he, he like, uh, was uh, really a fan of the Spudman decals. And that's how they became uh, friends. Yeah, and they were both there. They were there at Kent State during the uh, during the shootings when the shootings happened. So that was April of 1970. Yeah, and, and the thing that people don't know is like Devo originally was sort of about like anti-war protests, and that's sort of how they got their name. Was like you know they were there at Kent State when the Kent State shootings happened. It was like they were just seeing that the world was sort of uh, de-evolving. De- so that's. Mm-hmm. 
That's kind of how they got their name is Devo. It's about de-evolution. And there's some funny origins of their name. So that, that wasn't the first choice for their name. Originally, uh, they were going to call themselves Sextet Devo because uh, they wanted to get their band into this jazz uh, festival. <laughs> Which one? Montreux? Montreux? No, no, no. Was, oh. No, 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 no. It wasn't the Monterey Jazz Festival either. But uh, it was just like a, a jazz festival in uh, Akron. And they were going to call themselves Sextet Devo. And then, then they, they were going to go for the De-Evolution Army, but they, they thought that sounded... Uh, way too serious mm -hmm. and so um finally they settled just on uh, devo because it uh um they said it sounded like a corporate entity it does yeah and <laughs> but that's sort of like you know the background and influence in, in 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 their whole entire sense of humor is like akron ohio is known as the rubber capital of america Of yeah, uh, uh, Firestone, I believe, is there. Firestone, uh, which where they invented vulcanization of rubber. Oh well, uh, <laughs> what is that exactly? Uh, that's where you, because like normally, uh, the sad thing is I actually know about this. Uh, the that, sad mm -hmm. thing is like if you take rubber coming from the tree and put it on stuff, it'll work for a while, but it doesn't get. Um, it's not pliable. It's get it gets kind of mm -hmm. brittle and it'll break off and then like when you when you vulcanize rubber you just kind of make it so you can you can bend it and it's more flexible. Yeah, and and and, and as irony would serve, Mark Mothersbaugh's uh, uh, father, and I'm probably pronouncing not pronouncing his name correctly, so uh, you can leave that comment below the fold. Is uh, he was a tire salesman? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that's. <clears throat> I guess we'll be talking about a little, a little later, but their dad makes a number of appearances in their films. Really? Yeah. That's who was he? That's that, that's general. Um, that's that's the general in um, the uh, Jocko Homo. Every man, woman, and mutant on this planet shall know the truth about de-evolution. Oh yeah, at the yeah. table. Yep, yep. That's their, that's their dad. <laughs> and that's crazy because yeah. yeah, there was uh, three of his sons were originally in Devo. So mm -hmm. that's like crazy. Uh, so like uh, his brother, I think, stayed like the whole duration, and then they had another brother who was the drummer, mm -hmm. and he uh, made the first set of electric drums because he worked at like um, a muffler shop. And he just took parts from uh, the muffler shop, and, and he made the first uh, electronic drum set. Yeah. And he actually left the band because he became, like, you know, a tech sort of wizard. Like the guys, so, in, yes. like, like the guys in Boston. Yeah, 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 mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I, like, I Googled him, and I forgot, like, he just, you know, he's just like, uh, I forgot what company he worked for. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, he just went on to be sort of a techie. So, yeah, so you have the dad in the Devo videos right. and, and three of his sons in uh, Devo, and they just they best describe their style as uh, it was like they wanted this sound that that sounded like sort of bombs dropping mixed with uh, Alka Seltzer commercial jingles. Yeah, <laughs> that's, 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 that's definitely it. Yeah, yeah, and so then their style was sort of um, you know they were thinking of like you know there's like all these different art movements. So it was basically um, like Devo was just one of their many art projects. So um, they, they kind of wanted to be filmmakers and it was like too expensive, you know, back in the early seventies to make films. So they just thought it's like easier to uh, make music um, instead of films because it was too expensive. So basically they want to be like the futurist art movement where, you know, you put like fog horns and sounds of propellers into the music. Um, but, you know, I think like their, their background of background Ohio, 
you know, it's like kind of you see it like all the way through, like as a huge influence. Yeah. So just to go back to the uh, the, um, the the their dad. So yeah, that's so that's that's um, his name is. Hold on, cut that out. Uh, his name is uh, Robert Mothersborough Robert Mothersborough Senior, and he's playing General. Mm-hmm. He's playing General Boy. That's his character's name. <laughs> and that's funny because like uh, Mark Mothersborough uh, alter ego was Boogie Boy. Yeah, Boogie, yeah, Boogie Boy. And <laughs> apparently, you can buy Boogie Boy masks on Boogie Boogie Boy. You can buy Boogie Boy yeah. masks on Amazon. All right. Well, yeah, I was just gonna say. So in that same video. That video was directed by the um, Jocko Homo video. It was directed by their friend Chuck Statler, who I met at the yep. uh, Maryland Film Festival a few years ago. Yeah. No way. Yeah. He became like a he, he moved to Minneapolis and became like a, a commercial director. Yeah, and then he he so he did it, but but the, it was the same guy that same. Chuck Stadler directed like a lot of the videos that you'd see on MTV back in the day. Like he did he did the Devo videos. Mm-hmm. He did Elvis Costello. He did What's So Funny About Peace, Love, and Understanding. Um, and then he did. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then he did. Uh, I think and then he did a bad. I love that. Bit. And then he did uh, One Step Beyond. <laughs> a madness. One Step Beyond. No way. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was like the same guy who did all those videos. So he was he was like he was like the the, the Spike, Spike Jones. Spike Jones. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, I know he did one with Elvez, I think. But yeah, if you go back, do you see like their first video was like in 1974 for Secret Agent Man? Uh huh, yeah. Before I go to bed, I get down on my knees and thank God I'm a secret agent man. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that, definitely. That's just like they're in like a warehouse or something. Yeah, yeah, but again, they're like they're kind of all wearing like factory uniforms, mm-hmm. and, and and then they get out of a car and they go into a factory. Yeah. So again, it's like kind of like emphasizing their um, sort of uh, you know their factory roots, and they said that they wanted like uh, um, you know their influences were like John Waters and Russ Myers and and Louis Brunel. Yeah. And and they use that, you know, kind of as uh, their influences for like their videos and their music. But the whole thing was like they just they they didn't even want to be a band. They thought they would, you know, they're kind of like Kraftwerk's funny little cousins. So mm-hmm. um, they would all dress alike. They hated the idea of having like, you know, like at the time it was always like the big rock star lead singer. So they would kind of like dress everyone the same and they would all look alike. So like the, the, the lead singer wouldn't be like the star of, uh, of the band. So their idea was like to put out three or four Devo bands and have them like tour the country without them. So they can just like stay at home and, and work on their artwork. Yeah. That's kind of like Gallagher, <laughs> Gallagher and Gallagher too. Yeah. But um, actually like, Actually, I gotta research that, but Kraftwerk did do that. They had like the robot tour where robots, like Kraftwerk robots, like were all touring around Europe at the same time, yeah. playing at the same time. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know who came up with that idea first, but because uh, yeah. uh, you know they just like didn't want they, they like that was just like one of their side projects of their, you know, kind of their 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 art movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely, if you go, I, I wasn't a huge Kraftwerk fan, but I've been getting into them since I've been over mm-hmm. here, and you can definitely hear, you know, where Devo's coming from with a lot of that Kraftwerk stuff. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it's like Kraftwerk all dressed alike. Yeah. And the thing with Kraftwerk is I don't I don't know if they were tr- – like, I find them kind of really funny. Uh, but you don't know if they at yeah, the time no, thought of themselves I, as funny or kind of like that Mike Myers character on Saturday Night Live where they're just so German and arty. Yeah. That they took themselves serious. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, yeah, because like, hmm, let's make let's make a twenty minute long version of Autobahn. You know, it's like, are you guys being funny? But I don't know. It's kind of cool. I think. You know. Oh, I, yeah, no, I love the twenty minute version yeah, of Autobahn. Yeah, right. You just yeah. hear like cars go yeah. by. But there was, again, it's like a lot of similarities between that and, and uh, Devo because they would do like 20 minutes of that. But like back in their band days, they would play uh, Jocko Homo with uh, the chorus, Are We Not Men, We Are Devo, uh, which came from where, which you the, told me? Uh, the Island of Dr. Moreau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is that what one of the half-human sort of yeah. characters says? Yeah, that's what they're saying. Are we they're, when the, the, the half-human animal people are leading revolt? They're just like, are we not men? Are we not men? Are we not men? <laughs> um, actually, to, to, to get even more uh, specific here, I was reading an interview with them, and they were saying they actually, it's the video, the, the movie they kind of took it from was the uh, 1932 film The Island of Lost Souls, which is which is an adaptation of The Island of Dr. Moreau. Um and he just yeah, says, I think that was Bel- Boris or Bella Lugosi was in that. Yeah, it? but he was saying, yeah, it was like Mother's Ball is saying, it's just like really, really intense, you know, especially from something from the 1930s. So that is actually that's actually around from the same time as for Freaks, because they, they're really into that Todd Browning movie Freaks. Yeah, yeah. there's there's like one Devo video I saw where he's he's like uh like a um, flipper boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From from freaks. Yeah. So I was just yeah. watching that, and I was yeah. thinking of uh, freaks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And freaks. So those those guys are they like they like the weird movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you're saying, like a crafter uh, would play like a 30 minute version of Autobahn, but back in the day they would play like kind of blues bars. Right. You know, whatever gig like when you're just a band sort of starting out. And they would do like the 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 Jocko Homo sort of chant for like thirty minutes just yeah. to sort of torment people. <laughs> oh, we not men. We are Devo. Oh, we not men. Devo. <laughs> you know, just thirty minutes of are we not men? You know that call response. Yeah, and, and and it would just be like inevitable. They would there be some like uh, Vietnam vet at the bar who would just. At one point, just rush the stage and just tackle them to make them stop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it's. I can see like the whole um, their their reasoning behind doing the satisfaction is like kind of like they were mentioning that it's like kind of a window into Devo. Like if you couldn't if you didn't get Devo, <laughs> then here was a hook. You know, here's a song that you already know, and they kind of devoted it up. I can't get no satisfaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So that's yeah, the same thing it was with, about repurposing, yeah. repurposing uh, through their filter of uh, pop culture. Yeah, it's like the same thing with like, you know, Secret Agent Man was a remake mm-hmm. as well, and well, like in in, in uh, uh, the Jocko Homo video, he's he's like a uh, bougie boy is playing the keyboard, and at, yeah. for a moment he plays with like his elbow, and yeah. that was like. A nod to like Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard him. I, I don't know. Like I heard him talk about like you know uh, when he was watching the the like Jerry Lee Lewis or, or the Beatles for the first time, and John Lennon was playing keyboards and he played uh, with his elbow, and he's like, "Holy, what is that?" And yeah. then he found out that like John Lennon was taking that from Jerry Lee Lewis, and then I watched that Jocko Homo video like researching this and for a moment he plays like with his elbow yeah so that's got to be like a direct uh sort of a uh a connection and by the way the dance he does in jocko homo yeah um it's called the poot oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned it he mentions it in the song they go they, they have a line about doing the poot Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's in that song. Um, yeah, and that I believe they filmed that. That was at Kent State, I think, when they where they filmed it because the, mm-hmm. and um, those were just people in class. And it got kind of it, they showed it at the Ann Arbor Film Festival in Michigan. That's where they first started kind of mm-hmm. pick, picking up a lot of steam. And that video is still. I mean, if you look at it now, it's still creepy as hell. Because it's just, you know they had no CGI, no special effects, mm. but just like people and those weird that weird dude in the bag in the middle of the room, and then just Mother's Ball's whole look about him, and then the guys with pantyhose and goggles on their yeah, head. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what the hell is and this? And Boozy Boy's like in a, in a crib. Yeah, you yeah. Know, kind of like a man baby yeah, in a crib. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. But you know that's like totally like John Waters esque. Mm sort of thing which yeah. is great you know yeah. and then it's like so funny yeah. it just has like that that scene where like everyone's in hospital mass yeah like yeah. In, the, in the in the classroom right yeah you yeah. know again just simple funny idea you know can carry something you mm-hmm. know with an intriguing characters What's... but like what you're saying about satisfaction that's like a funny story so they were like rehearsing in a car wash you know like that was their rehearsal space mm-hmm and they just sort of like, you know, we're just tooling around with like, you know, like the drummer came up with this funny drum beat and then like they were just like spontaneously improvising. And then just as a goof, uh, like uh, Mark Motherbaugh, he, he started singing like satisfaction over this like uh, cacophony of uh, music. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just doing it just to be funny. Yeah. And it oh, just yeah. like stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because it's pretty. It's pretty. Um, yeah, because the guitar work, their guitar work is is pretty interesting in that song. Um, and there's also to go back to jump back to Jocko Homo really quick. There's like a there's a yeah. there's a demo version they did of that because that like mm-hmm. there's like the demo version. Then I think there's the version that's in the music video, which I think they might have replaced with the, when they actually got the song recorded by Brian Lee Eno and all that stuff. But in the very first demo version of the song, they have, they have a whole chorus in the middle about Ohio. They're like, what's, oh, yeah. what's round on the ends and high in the middle? Ohio. They all start chanting that. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, it's just like, uh, and again, another thing of them like repurposing uh, music was uh, 
uncontrollable urge, which starts out, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're basically doing the Beatles, She Loves You. Yeah, and it's actually the same. It's the same chords, just played faster. Da-na-na-na. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they thought that went over everyone's head until they played in New York at uh, Max's Kansas City, and like John Lennon was in the audience. And then afterwards, like uh, they were loading up the truck, and they saw like John Lennon with um, I, I think the musician Ian Hunter, and they're both like really drunk. <laughs> and John Lennon saw them, and he came like right up to their window. And he just went, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So he true. like he totally got the the reference and the joke. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great story. Yeah, and then that uh, and then Mother's Ball said, yeah, I could die now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then and if you look at the video for like uh, Girl You Want, which is like them playing like in front of a TV audience, and it's like the audience is just like screaming, "Girls," mm-hmm. uh, you know, I. Just, pretty much like a nod to like the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. Oh yeah, totally. So like I said, uh, I think their big break came with, uh, when they got on Saturday night live, like Brian Eno kind of, um, not kind of, he did, uh, like produce their first album. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, uh, they said, Oh, here, there's a funny story is like, um, so he was like mixing their, their, one of their tracks and he would like, take moments uh, where he was like sort of like wanting to sing like sort of background vocals um, on the tracks and and they didn't want him. So like uh, he, Mark Motherbaugh would like turn down the the sound on his tracks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, David Bowie was a big fan of theirs too. He was like one that kind of steered Brian Eno over to them. Oh, and just a little trivia note: the Brian Eno took him to Germany at the same recording studio where Kraftwerk and Can recorded. All right. So there was that sort of uh, uh-huh. Kraftwerk connection, All and right. yeah, and they said David Bowie would turn up at the recording sessions, and it would just be mostly uh, him and Brian Eno would fight uh-huh. over during dinner because <laughs> he didn't like the way they, he produced uh, David Bowie's low album. So oh, he really? sort of got kind of awkward. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the big break was when they got on Saturday Night Live. Ladies and gentlemen, Devo. And there was like, I forgot what WTF there was. Like uh, like someone asked Lauren Michaels why they booked uh, Devo and Lauren Michaels said, uh, brainy art school kids. Yeah, he just got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So was, he 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 got like uh, where they were coming from. So uh, yeah, I mean, I remember, I remember watching. I mean, that was like the, my first exposure to them, and I'm pretty sure they showed the um, the the Bougie Boy General General Boy sequence like before they played. Mm-hmm. So because like, that whole thing is fucking, it's so fucking weird, <laughs> you know. And the music that's in it, that. Burn, burn, and they they showed that on the tv and then they cut to them you know in the studio where they played satisfaction and you're just like what the fuck is this you know (laughs) whereas as opposed to that's kind of one of the biggest differences between snl now and kind of then where then they would just you know they would pick these bands they they thought you know they wanted to have on there whereas now it seems like they're more just kind of just whatever's popular you know they'll yeah exactly yeah 
So what their first look when they were on SNL is they wore those uh, yellow jumpsuits, mm-hmm. which is uh, there's a funny story. They got them from a, a janitorial supply catalog for three dollars and fifty cents each. All right, awesome. <laughs> and they just like they just like put like some like. Uh, you know, handmade, uh, you know, black belt around them. So yeah. um, they, they would play like live shows in those suits and they would get like really hot. And so then like, uh, you know, towards the end of the show, they would rip off, they would all rip off the yellow suits and they would have like uh, 1950s gym clothes underneath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and play the rest of the, the show like that. So yeah. um, which segues into the uh, what made Devo funny was their great uh, costumes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're all uh, they're always uniform. That was not they're always like a corporate band, but there was the uh, so you had the the yellow jumpsuits, you had the spud band outfits where they were like the white collars, potatoes, black shirt. yeah, yeah, the spuds, and then you had like the corporate fifties dudes where they all had the, like the the plastic hair and the yeah, they had JFK <laughs> hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, <laughs> the it's the a, new. And the official name for that was the New Traditionalist Pomp. Yeah, okay, the New Traditionalist Pomp, and then the uh, the Energy Dome. Yeah, the Red Energy Dome hats is kind of like their most that and the suits, the yellow suits, are their most iconic uh, looks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then, and in the early days, they would just wear like blue jumpsuits. And uh, there was a story that they were waiting for a car to get to a gig and. Someone would come up and they would uh, think they're the parking valet and hand them the keys to their car. <laughs> they all matched. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the the reasoning behind that they 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 took that from like say Metropolis, the movie Metropolis, and they just wanted to look like they were all kind of cogs in this machine. Mm-hmm. So you know, again, I think they're doing it for the funny sake. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And with the new traditionalist pomp. Uh, they would also wear Boy Scout uniforms. Yeah, that was yeah, that was it. <laughs> okay. Oh, and then they also had the skateboard guys from oh, like, yeah, the, uh, Freedom of Choice, yeah. or we're through being cool. Yeah, yeah, free, that's through being cool. Um, yeah, so we up to Freedom of Choice because I was gonna say that's probably well, that's my favorite album of theirs. It's Freedom of Choice. Yeah, it's a good album and. When they played uh, in, in uh, Japan, uh, they asked uh, this Japanese musician told or this Japanese musician told them that freedom of choice uh, in Japanese translated to the psychology of desire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and then when they came back um, for their next tour, which was the new traditionalist tour. Um, in, in Japanese, they didn't have a word for new traditionalists. So, uh, the same Japanese guy, uh, said, do you know that, um, the name of your tour translated into Japanese, uh, translates to, uh, yuppies. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they weren't too happy. No, about that. that's, uh, yeah, that was, that, uh, that was all right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they, let, let's talk about there. Cause, um, so freedom of choice. So now we're up to about 1980. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then what was their big their big hit on that album? Oh, so was this? I'm not sure if it's on the Freedom of Choice album, but kind of like the beginning well, of the end of Devo was their biggest hit, which was Whip It. Right. Yep. Now whip it. It 
became a no- number one hit in 1980, and Mark Mothersbaugh <coughs> cited it as as the end yeah, yeah. of Devo. Yeah. So, so at the time, I think they were on uh, Warner Brother Records, mm-hmm. and they're kind of like they were just like low maintenance, you know. Like Warner Brothers would have like their big bands that would you know sell millions of records, and they're like you know they were signed on like. Um, you know, they did all their own um, cover designs and they made their own videos. So it's just like, yeah, yeah, why don't we just have this sort of like novelty band on our label? You know, they're they they do all the work for them. They sell some records, you know, and then uh, then Whip It came around and that just changed the whole dynamic. It was like a number one song. And suddenly, like all the record executives like turn up like at their uh, rehearsals and then just say things like, "Hey, you guys, are you, good? Are you gonna give us another whip it? Do you have another whip it on yeah, hand?" Yeah, <laughs> you know. So b- before they were like totally uh, like you know off the grid, and then suddenly like you know the executives wanted another whip it, <laughs> and then he's, he's just said like having a number one uh, song took all the fun out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, this is interesting. I didn't know about this. So they they funded the video for Whip It with uh, with their own money. So it was uh, fifteen fifteen grand, fifteen thousand dollars. Is how much? Hey, did, did 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 they have the same director, Chuck uh, Statler? No, they did it. They did it themselves. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That, <laughs> and and, there, and there's another thing about Whip It is it's a political song. It's about yeah. uh, you know whipping politics into shape, and then. Suddenly they were like on the morning zoo and it's like, hey, I was just whipping it a second ago, you know, it's just like no one really kind of got, you know, mainstream radio didn't get the whole gist that it was actually kind of like a political song. Oh wow, this is okay. This is kind of, this is interesting. See, I didn't know about, okay, so the <clears throat> the song, uh, they based the video on a 1962 issue of Dude Magazine, and in this oh, dude, oh I gotta dude, Google that Dude, dude Magazine, um, and an interview, uh, they said in the magazine was a quote from Casale, uh, mm-hmm. and he says there was a feature article on a guy who had been an actor and fell into hard times. He wasn't getting parts anymore. He moved with his wife to Arizona, opened a dude ranch, and charged people money to come hang out at the ranch. Every day at noon in the corral for entertainment, he'd whip his wife's clothes off with a 12-foot bullwhip. She sewed the costumes <laughs> and put them together with Velcro. And the story was in the magazine was about how good he was and he never hurt her. <laughs> so that's what they ah. said, yeah. <laughs> that's where that video, that's where that idea comes from, huh? Okay. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But the Dude part, magazine. Yeah. Apparently the S&M overtones of the video caused controversy. Yeah. And they, they did, you know, it's just like there was so many horrors in the world that they thought, you know, that is just like ironic that that would cause like uh, controversy. Yeah. That was those. And Lily Tomlin wouldn't let them play on her show. She said it was, a, uh, she said the video was offensive to women. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. There you, there you go. go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they had that, and I see, I see. Like, I watch some of their videos. I see, like, their videos sort of a, a a a slight little influence on one filmmaker who goes by the name Scott Colonico. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yes, yeah. you steal, you steal from the best. That, that's that's the way it works. Well, just like kind of like um, you know, just like the use the utilize uh, you know, found footage like old timey footage in, 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 in excellent sort of funny ways oh yeah it's excellent yeah actually one of their 
there's a video from Mongoloid that's nothing but mm-hmm. found footage. It's just it's it's not it's not it's not very good. But it's just a lot of, it's a lot of found footage, found old timey science footage put together. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. I saw it. And and, and what's a, like a really good video is a beautiful world. Oh yeah, I think yeah, it's probably because that's probably like been... a lot of like nuclear bombs going off and yeah. then, like the 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 the, the, the satirical uh, irony. Of the of the song is apparent by uh, enhanced by the video. It's a beautiful world we live in, a sweet romantic place. Beautiful people everywhere. The way they show they care makes me want to say. Yeah, I mean that one. That one's that one's up there, and I also have to say that I think the video for Freedom of Choice is another one of those like freaky. What the hell is this thing? The like the little like they're alien dudes. They they. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! <laughs> Popping out of like a, like a hole. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's the one where they have the the guy from uh, uh, Freaks, where he's like Flipper Boy. Yeah, and that's the one. So I'm ninety nine percent sure that Chuck Statler did that one as well. Is that the one with the skateboard dudes? Or, yeah, that's the or skate, yeah, that's the ones the skateboarders. It, that's the skateboarders in that one, they're, where they're in the empty pool. That's where it starts. It starts in the pool. Oh man, yeah. they're they're just so funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it also, I think, like in that genre, is uh, through being cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> that one. That's when they're wearing the JFK haircut. Yeah, and, and how that song came about was like uh, that was like a reaction to uh, Whippet's success. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> they're through being cool. They didn't they didn't want to be like cool. They just wanted to you know be their their, their art band. Yeah, no, it's, just, <laughs> it's just like yeah, that's gotta um, it's gotta be tough. You get you you get the success and you're not even trying for it. Exactly, and, and they just didn't even really want to be a band. Yeah, no, this is this is it. it worked out. Not, it worked out for them pretty well. Not wanting to be a band. Yeah, it, maybe that's and, what you should and do. I get, what's that? Just not want don't to be something. Yeah, don't try. Like Charles Bukowski said, "Don't try." Ah, <laughs> yeah. well, it's kind of true. It's like you let something organically happen, then uh-huh. rather than way trying too hard. Yeah. And, uh, but it did, like you said, it did work out well for them. And I guess now we can just segue into sort of uh, the funniness after Devo. Yeah, I mean they kind of they continued to tour. I mean I saw them in, I've seen them a couple. I saw them at they played Sundance in like 1996, and then I saw mm-hmm. them again not too long. I saw them about well, it was about 10 years ago. Or two thousand, about two thousand six, I think. I saw them in San Antonio, so they kind of were were kind of coming and going for a while, you know. And then they, I know they played South by Southwest not too like four or five years ago. Yeah, I mean, but it was the thing where they didn't have to do it, you know, because yeah. like uh, first, I mean, because Mark Mothersbaugh has had a great, I mean, a, a, an amazing career, right, like yeah. afterwards. So yeah. it's like not even the money, but they did a, one funny post. Uh, uh, huge Devo. Yeah, they put out some records that kind of not so good. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's like kind of like a closed set of like what you can do in that Devo carnation. Right. But they did put out one for um, uh, when Mitt Romney was Romney for president called uh, "Don't Roof Rack Me, Bro." Really. <laughs> About uh, Romney's dog. <laughs> Don't roof rack me, bro. 
What? <laughs> well, Romney put his like dog on a roof rack and it died. That was like a oh, big kind really? of controversy. Okay. Yeah. Right. So they put out a song called "Don't Roof Rack Me, Bro." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like happened? an anti-Romney uh, song. <laughs> okay. What happened to the "Don't Tase Me, Bro" guy? That should we should hold. Yeah. Have a whole oh, that guy. On that. Oh, I know. And also the guy who got uh, caned in Singapore. Oh yeah, that's a, that's like <laughs> we'll, we'll revisit people who got abused publicly in some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like we're saying is like after Devo, uh, Mark Mothersbaugh, he started a production company, uh, a musical production company called uh, Mutato Musica. I think I'm pronouncing that wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so they started doing like commercial jingles. uh, And probably the funniest story is uh, they were doing a commercial jingle for uh, Hawaiian Punch. And uh, just to sort of like stick it to the man, they would put subliminal messages underneath the uh, commercial jingles strictly for their own benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the Hawaiian punch under the uh, drum beat, uh, they would put the message, sugar is bad for you. <laughs> into the video, into the, the commercial. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I, I just listened to the commercial and it you can't really pick up on it, but uh, it's there. Okay, all right. So uh, yeah, so they they would keep putting uh, you know these messages in in like these TV commercials until one day like um, I think it was like an engineer or an ad executive said, uh, I know what you're doing and I want you to stop. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But the big break was uh, Mark Mothersbaugh started writing the music for uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse in 1986. Yeah, Pee Wee's Playhouse was kind of a launching point for a number of people. It was at uh, Lawrence F- Fishburne kind of started his comeback there, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh... he was in he was in uh, Apocalypse Now. Yeah, he like, was as like a teenager. Yeah, he's like 10. like I think he was like fifteen. Yeah, he's like really young. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he started doing the uh, theme songs for that and composing tracks, and uh, from there he spawned on to doing uh, such movies as Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Uh, and the theme and music for uh, Rugrats, and mm-hmm. probably uh, the movies that he's best known for is the soundtrack to uh, Wes Anderson's films. Right, yep. So he did, like, Life Aquatic and the Royal Tannenbaums and, and all that, mm-hmm. and... Which leads us up to modern day is uh, he's also, you know, a prolific uh, visual artist. And again, you can see his art show in New York at Gray's Gallery. Uh, it's called uh, Mark Mothersbaugh Myopic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went. Did you go? No, I didn't. We, well, I tried to go, but apparently <laughs> the gallery's not in New York. The one thing that's not open 24 hours a day in New York is the art gallery at NYU. Yeah, don't go on a Sunday don't or go. a Monday. It but won't be uh, open. so besides having a lot of like Devo artifacts, so that show goes on till I think of like July 15th. If you want to go check it out, um, 
besides like a lot of Devo artifacts and Devo videos and, and, and all that, it has like a lot of his work, which is like, he has this one series, um, where he just kind of takes like mirror images of like, uh, uh, I think he calls them the mutant series. So he just takes like the same half of a person's face and mirrors it to create these like mutant, uh, mm-hmm. images. There's this really simple idea that looks so like, you know, the best ideas are the, the simplest ideas. Yeah. And it just, they just look so funny and bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like these old timey photos, but just kind of mirrors the same side of the face to make these kind of like, like mutant looking creatures. Yeah, this is scary mutant looking creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I guess to wrap up is uh, what what do you feel is the, uh, the, the historic humorous uh, impact of Devo that lives on to this day? Oh man, it's just it's it's just um, you know music can be funny and still cool at the same time. I think I think that's kind of what I what I got from them. And then they 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 were able to make things weird and yet still commercially appealing. You know, I just I mm-hmm. know they, they they warped my mind as a young as a young Scott. I remember seeing them and just going, <laughs> "What the fuck is that?" Yeah, appealing or not cool, but make nerdy cool. Right. Yeah, this is before it was cool to be a nerd. Before they had comic book movies coming out every and Star Wars movies <laughs> coming out every other month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, they're I mean, um, this is like a kind of an old timey uh, impact. Is like um, if you look at movies like Revenge of the Nerds, uh, the nerds uh, in the talent show create like a. Uh, Devo-esque band. Well, they're yeah, like I said, they were kind of a pop culture phenomenon at that time. Cause they, I don't know if you remember the show called uh, Square Pegs that was on for about a season, actually written by some of the writers from Saturday Night Live, and Devo make a guest appearance. Oh, Jessica, Jessica yeah, Parker. Yeah, it, it was a show that Jessica Parker was on, and then Devo make a guest appearance on that show. Oh, yeah? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, oh, you you have a favorite guest appearance of them? Uh, the, only the one that you've mentioned a million times and showed me the video Fridays. Oh, oh, the Fridays, yeah. Well, they 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 would play a lot on Fridays, and then they would do Saturday Night Live, and then they would do the Midnight. They would do all those kind of like, you know, the big variety type shows back then. But uh, yeah, well, the the Fridays clip is good just because it's just it's just such an awkward introduction, and this comedian is trying to be funny, and it's just, <laughs> and Devo's just standing there. Yes, thank you, human. Here, Edith, you are a warm and beautiful human. That is really how I feel. You mean that? You want to do the song? And then also they went on and they did the music for Dan Aykroyd movie, Dr. Detroit. Dr. Detroit, yeah. (laughs) Call the doctor, Dr. Detroit. And then uh, another clip. I know. I mean, I don't know if this is their historical impact, but um, uh, there's also Devo doing a duet with Neil Young, doing a version of "Hey Hey My My" from uh, the Neil Young directed movie "Human Highway." Yeah, they do a couple songs in that. They've got like a they 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 do a song when they're cleaning up nuclear waste. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of it's a it's a weird movie. You, you saw it? Is it? Is it worth seeing? Parts or is it of just it. kind of like see them in chunks. It's just yeah, watch it in chunks. It's like one of those weird movies that really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Hey, hey, hey. 
So I will watch it in chunks. Okay, yeah, watch it in chunks. Yeah, stop and stop and start. It's, it's one of those. But who who do you think is like the modern day uh, kind of funny band equivalent of uh, Devo, if there is one? I don't know. I'm not down with all the the hipsters. I mean, I think like. Um... There's a lot of that, uh, they're calling it, oh, there's like the math rock stuff that's going on. There's like a lot of, oh, I was reading about it. Yeah, it was like the people in um, Silicon Valley doing that kind of stuff now. Like a lot of like nerd rock kind of stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. There's actually, uh, there's an article in Vice actually that I read that had all like the, it's talking about all the um, kind of followers to Devo's legacy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And we and we will post it on our site, uh, right click save, which is rtcksave.com. Yeah. So um yeah, so I guess that's the legacy of Devo, probably one of the funniest bands of all time. And that's their kind of uh comedy legacy mixing kind of and also a comedy legacy of uh you know, being a band that that traverses across all mediums from uh you know, just live performances to their funny videos to their artwork. Yeah, they're calling it they're call, so they're they're calling it geek rock now. So um, Devo mm-hmm. is listed in there, but some of the big the big players um, right now are uh, the Double Clicks, Five Year Mission, Team Unicorn, Unfry, bands of that nature. Got it. Got okay. it. And. Yeah, so anyways, I guess that wraps it up for uh, this edition of Comedy History 101. And uh, so, so Scott, if people want to find out more, where should they go? Well, why don't they go to our website, right-click save. It's rtcksave.com, where you'll find this podcast and also all the other podcasts that we do. This is The President. Um, and that's the production company that Harmon and I are running, currently entitled right-click save, rtcksave.com. That's where we'll put those. But you'll also be able to find the podcast uh, on all your favorite podcast stores like iTunes, and it's starting to leak out to Last FM. Um, we'll get it up on Google Play, but it's not there yet. But don't worry, it'll, it'll come soon. Yeah, so if you like the show, if we got anything wrong, be sure to comment, like us, uh, subscribe on iTunes. I think we even have like a donate button where if you want to donate to the podcast, no one has done it yet, uh, you can do so to help us keep us going in this lucrative industry of podcasting yeah exactly (laughs) so i guess that about does it uh thanks a lot for tuning in and we will see you next time goodbye everyone bye and out you're stupid everybody's so stupid good thing about doing comedy in russia you have captured audience you're stupid everybody's so stupid comedy history 101